you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ here with the PBU, the primary hey, here backup. He here he is. Yes. Rhett Lewis. What's right. going on, Rhett? Glad to be back here with you, man. Ready to rock and roll here. Having some fun watching tape this morning, and uh, we've got our takeaways, bud. Yeah, we're ready to roll here. we got 10 takeaway pod coming your way. Bucky will be back uh, tomorrow as we... Uh, continue on and and look not only at the NFL game, the college game, as well as uh, the NFL draft, which is not uh, not too Come terribly far away. Rolling. Oh, it's, it's exciting! Coming. It's exciting! It's the path to the draft team, by the way. Yes, it is. Right, myself, Bucky Brooks, ready to roll here. Combine will be here before you know. We got the All Star games, all that jazz. But in the meantime, we've got a huge uh, a huge podcast right now because we're going to rip through these 10 takeaways from week 14 which was entertaining and there's a lot to get to. So I say we jump right in with uh, with takeaway number one, right? Let's rock and roll here. Chiefs take a big step on the championship journey. Mahomes out of the shotgun. Where to his right. Mahomes holding into the pocket, scrambling to the right side. Still scrambling. Now he throws it late. He's throwing for Tyreek Hill. He's got the catch. He's at the 20, at the 25-yard line. Now inside the 15 and out of bounds, down at the Raven 12. Unreal. Just the eighth time since the merger that the number one scoring offense and number one scoring defense have met this late in a season. And on this day, offense rules. And I thought this was an important win for the Chiefs, especially on offense, going up against the league's number one scoring and total defense. It really tells you something about the viability of their attack in big-time games, in playoff-type games against uh, the stiffest of competition. What well, we charted it, right? Yeah. They weren't scared. Oh, the no, they emptied out the formation. They really did. Just three three-man routes out of 55, 56 pass plays. That's that's pretty impressive. That shows you that they're not going to alter what they do, no matter how you know how how well you can get after the quarterback. And we talk about you know baseball players being five-tool players, right? How about Mahomes as the five-tool thrower? Yeah, you know every kind of throw imaginable. And we saw it. We saw all of them in this game. You saw the touch throw. The goofy off-platform throw, the sidearm. We even saw the no-look pass, and then the fourth and nine. That's probably one of the best throws I've ever seen. 
just going out of bounds and then throwing it back almost to mid, like in the middle of the field. I, I just, you know, I continue to, mar- to marvel at him. And look, it was a tough game, and they made the necessary plays. The other thing, too, is I, I think defensively, when you have an offense like this, uh, if you can just generate a couple turnovers or just a couple big plays defensively, you can give up yardage and, and even give up some points. And I thought when they needed it, Justin Houston uh, was able to get home, was yeah. able to get after Lamar Jackson, and that was kind of difference in this ball game. I thought the the Ravens, you know, it's 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 funny just that Mahomes, even when everything goes your way, you beat your man up front, which they did several yeah. times, won that one-on-one battle. You get to him, not only being able to chase him down and, and, and get to him, but then even after he gets off some of these circus throws, then to be able to tackle Tyreek Hill in space, they have a third and 19. Two uh, guys missed him. Just missed tackles. Yeah. So uh, that's the stress that this uh, this offense puts you under here with the Chiefs. But I, it did feel like a, a playoff a playoff game. Now the interesting thing for the Ravens going forward, when you look at them, man, they have got to have it this week at home against Tampa. And I know the Bucks are reeling, but they can score points. And that wow. is a scary one because if they don't get that done, then they go at the Chargers – uh, which I mean, really, they they probably have to win out. Well, and the, scar- in. and the scariest thought is all those teams that are hunting in the AFC all won. Yeah, Titans, Dolphins, everybody right there nipping at the Ravens' heels for that final wild card spot. They all won on Sunday, so yeah. that's a big one. Yeah, they're in a position now with six losses. They probably do need to win out. How about a role reversal, uh, offense defense for takeaway number two? All right, let's go to it. Dominant defense for the Bears. Second and fifteen at the eight. Golf from the gun under pressure. He's in trouble. And he's sacked. Sacked in the end zone, it's a safety! Goldman and Hicks combine on the sack, and Goff dropped in the end zone to give the Bears an 8-6 lead. Six points for the Rams in this game. Three of 12 on third down. Total yards, 214 total yards. In the first half? You know, that would be the whole game. Uh, Turnovers, four. I mean, just it was a dominant performance by the Bears. How about time of possession? 36 and change for the Bears, only 23 minutes for the Rams. Look, the Bears' offense wasn't much better. They turned the ball over. They weren't crisp, but their defense was was dominant. You had three picks for Trubisky. Goff had four. Um, And then Todd Gurley, people can talk about not getting enough touches, 11 11 carries for 28 yards. But uh, this this to me was just a dominating performance. And the guy who – um, it's only so long before you can say a guy's underrated before. We've talked about him being underrated so much. I think he's Akeem officially Hicks. rated. Akeem Hicks, is a, he's a dominant player, uh, absolutely a stud. And uh, and finally, it looks like he's getting some of the love he deserves. But all three levels of that defense run by Vic Fangio, you got to give him a lot of credit. One of my favorite. Uh, Golf looked cold, coaches. by the way. Yeah. He looked cold. Yeah, kind of on all levels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Vic Fangio. And, and you know what? I, I loved how Akeem Hicks gave him credit after the game in the interview. Uh, with Michelle Tafoya uh, on the field afterwards, and and by the way, he sold that that run action on the uh, what would they call this one? Santa's sleigh. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the trick yeah. play. Uh, that was pretty impressive, right there. Other, other th- the other thing I would look at from this Bears team, and we can get to uh, we'll get to Amari Cooper and a takeaway a little bit later on. Yeah. But uh, never quit on talent. That's kind of a phrase you hear in scouting. Okay, and. Prince of Mukamara was a first-round pick for a reason. There was ability there. Now, did it all come together earlier in his career? No, didn't happen. But now you see in the right place, in the right scheme, with the right supporting cast, he has three pass breakups in that game. was all over the field, um, not to mention an interception. He's been nails for them. Let me ask you this on this Bears team, uh, because this defense makes you think that they are a true contender, right? Does Trubisky make you think otherwise right now? 
I don't know how much of this was he still he's still a little banged up. He's still hurting, but those were some really off throws. The challenge is going to be, um, you know, look, we'll see how the home field advantage is going to shake out. I think they're out of out of it, even with the with this win over the Rams. The Rams and the Saints are, are they're far right ahead then, here. Right. So the good thing is, they say, you know, defense run game travels. That's the old phrase, but I, I don't know. Power I think you have 100. to be able. To, I look at it as you've got to be able to win in a variety of ways. And I think that the way they're going to win football games when you match them up in the postseason, they have to hold the score down. And eventually you're going to see that's not going to take the place. They're going to need to have 28 points to win a game in the postseason. I just don't believe enough in this offense to quite go there. Why isn't the tight end a part of this offense? Where's Trey, you know, I thought Trey Burton would be a much bigger part of this thing. Nothing. Shaheen not even Nothing. a part of it either. Nothing. Um, I mean, there really yeah. wasn't anything going on uh, in the offense in this game. Yeah. But, look, the story is a defense. Yeah, Their is. defense is capable of getting the postseason. They can win a game. Uh, maybe they can uh, surprise me. But I just think they're going to need a little more offense if they're going to make a deep run in the postseason. Yeah. All right, what's your next takeaway? I got that for you coming up right here. Dearest mother, I write to you today from the opposition stronghold of Houston, where I've once again earned the distinction of top rifleman in the South. Yours in victory. Second down in 11. Luck, five-step drop. Has all day to throw. Fires into the at the one-yard line. The ball is caught by Eric Ebron, and then he rolls across the goal line. Touchdown, Eric Ebron. 15-yard pass from Andrew Luck. And Eric Ebron finds the end zone for the 12th time this season as a receiver. And the Colts have the first lead today. It's 13-7 with 2.57 to go in the opening half. All right, shout out to uh, whoever runs that Twitter account. That's awesome, there. isn't it? Captain Andrew Luck. So it's, good. It, it is terrific. Um, but so was Andrew Luck on this day against the defense, look, that is not a pushover. Uh, 399 yards passing. He was over 100 uh, passer rating again. And look, I, and you know how highly I hold this Texans team, especially Absolutely. after the Biggest nine. fan, yeah. number one fan. <laughs> the nine-game win streak comes to an end in this one. But I think, you know, even in our, our our great research team stat pack this week, it's like, who is the best quarterback in the AFC South? Is it Deshaun Watson or is it Andrew Luck? I think in this game, you know, Andrew Luck proved that he is still the top dog in this division. That's not to say that Deshaun Watson doesn't get there. But, you know, this was one of those games where the Colts had to have it if they want to continue any any hopes of a playoff push here. Um, and, and Luck is at his best in a big moment like this against a big-time defense. Looking this up right now because, yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely had this feeling. And so, he owns the South. I mean, let's – Here's my here's my concern, flipping it over to Houston. Yep. Uh, Houston's been sacked 46 times. Second most in the league behind the only the Cowboys – um, that that's not good, and and to me, I love Deshaun Watson, and you've seen, you I know, do too. You see the 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 incredible plays he can make, and I think he's a I, I think he's a really gifted thrower who can make every type of throw, touch throws, drive throws, deep balls, uh, anything you need. He's not going to hold up, Brett, if he keeps getting hit like this. Got sacked five more times in this game. Well, and so what we thought – the Texans start 0-3, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this offensive line is a mess. Yeah. They can't cover anybody. And then in the nine-game win streak, they kind of cover some of those those two perceived weaknesses. Even in the wins, though, they, he's yeah, they were, hit a bunch. Yeah, he is. He is. O-line and secondary still kind of worry you on this team. I mean, you let you let Andrew Luck throw for 400, and it's nearly 400, and that's a problem too, uh, especially as you get into the playoffs here against these great offenses like the, uh, you know, like in the AFC and the Chiefs. I mean, if you want to get, you know, if you want to get out of the AFC, you're going to have to figure out a way how to slow down some top passing attacks. They couldn't do it. He got sacked uh, four times. Yeah, then, that's a, the, so five times in this game, four times, and then four times. So in the last three games, that's 13 sacks. That's not 
that's not going to get it. No, no. And this is not a this was not a dominant pass rush team in Indianapolis. No, you know this is this is not. No, they have no, no pass rush. No Khalil Max over yeah. there. You know what I mean? This is Marcus Hunt, uh, Kamoko Ture, um, and and they were able to get to. Let's see. Uh, Danico Autry had a pair of sacks. How about that in this one? Darius Leonard, Jeans nephew, D R O Y. Yeah, yeah, Jeans nephew. Darius Leonard gets a sack too. So uh, they got after Deshaun Watson. That's a problem going forward for the Texans. Qu- quick aside here before we get to takeaway number four at the uh, Chargers game uh, yesterday, and I am looking for uh, a buddy that was coming to the game. So I'm walking around kind of out yeah. by the uh, in the end zone area in the stands, trying to find him. And this uh, guy goes, Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah. And I go, well, of course, yeah, you know, this is kind of, <laughs> yes, I am. And this is this matter of fact, kind of a big, I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, in case you didn't know this. He's got his girlfriend or wife with him, and and he goes, see, I told you like that. So introduce, oh, it's nice to meet you. You know, Charger fans got their Philip Rivers jerseys on. They go, yeah, we're uh, we're big ATN fans. We love the Around the NFL podcast. What? Honey, honey, this is Move the Six, the guy they're always making fun of. This yeah. is this is him. I want this went from being such a <laughs> joyful experience. To just take me right down to the basement, just like that. Gosh, I just I didn't I didn't even know what to do. I didn't even know I like I can you I wanted to take back the handshake. I just shook the hand. And I wanted I want to take it back. Yeah, yeah. That's like when someone compliments me on Twitter and is like, "Hey, you did a great job with that film breakdown." Oh yeah, thinking it was you. you. Yeah. <laughs> so we get confused for each other every now and then. We do have. Uh, I, I'm do. still Warren Sapp still thinks I'm Jeff Darlington, and Jeff Darlington is uh, is me. So. It yeah, well, I think Mooch has that same issue. What do you got, Kent? That's why we have Bucky over in London. He's trying I told to make him those that. inroads. <laughs> I told him that. So ATN goes down and that's NTS rides. That's what I said. I said it's part of the master plan. That's a uh, great thought, guys. Yeah, he's I a tried. broadcaster by day, but a spy at night. He's trying to spy and <laughs> yes, make sure that's what it is. that we ascend above it's ATN. MI6 over there in exactly. London? Like There's it. a stronghold. He's just breaking. He's pulling it up. It's like a weed, just kind of pulling it up, pulling it up, and eventually we're going to get that thing removed from the ground, and we're going to be in business. I, I dig that. Uh, I dig that. Are you pun intended. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's four. keep it going. Takeaway number four here. Uh, Big Ben, that was a baffling decision. This will be a 40-yarder. He's missed a 37-yarder earlier today. Snap, he hold, he slips, he slips. The Raiders win it. The Raiders win it. Can you believe it? Oh, my. The Raiders are a winner. Let the celebration begin, baby. How about Brett Musburger on the call there? <laughs> Celebrating a big win for the 310 Woo! Raiders. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, look, Roethlisberger comes out of the game, but but yet he could have come back in the game, but he didn't come back in the game, and you're rolling with Josh Dobbs. What am I missing here? Okay, so this was weird, right? You saw him go – he finished the first half, and then he didn't come out for the start of the second half. Uh, and then you see Josh Dobbs start the second half – And then, you know, while the Steelers are on offense, there's a break in the play. You see Ben jog back out onto the field. He has a hat on, no helmet in hand. And so I'm looking at it, and I'm watching this game because I had Ben Roethlisberger starting on my fantasy team in the playoffs for two two teams. And and I'm watching him, and I almost felt like he was sitting on the sidelines talking to one of the coaches saying, hey, look, you know, I'm okay, but, you know, as long as we're winning. Hopefully we can beat the Raiders without me. Hopefully we can beat the Raiders without me. And then clearly that's that's basically what, what happened, right? They get down in the game, and he comes back in, it, but it just ends up being too little too late, although not really his doing. I mean, Boswell gets way out in front of himself on the kick that would have tied it and sent it to overtime, but I, it was weird. You want to know the definition of a meltdown? Yeah. Broncos lose 24-17. Steelers do. Blow a huge lead against Chargers, lose 33-30. Lose on the road against a terrible Raiders team, 24-21. They've lost three in a row, and guess who's on Who guess who's on deck? <laughs> Saints and Patriots. Patriots and Saints. 
I mean, they could um, very easily drop five in a row and not only not win that division, they could miss out on the playoffs. So, and then, you know, we, we've talked about this a little bit, and we're going to talk about it on yeah. Aftermath today. So the Ravens have... The Ravens uh, have Tampa, Tampa and, and, and the Chargers, Chargers coming up. Right. And so if by chance that they falter in one of those... They could teams, lose both those they games. They could lose both yep. of them. I mean, the, the Bucks almost knocked off the Saints. You've got the Browns sitting there with a win over the Panthers, as you pointed out to me here, week 15 at Denver, yep. week 16 versus Cincinnati, and then week 17. Finish up with the Ravens. With the Ravens. Which there's still could, a shot. Could be for the division, as crazy as that looked a couple weeks ago. I mean, are you 100% confident that the Steelers can go in there and win both of these next two games? No, absolutely not. The Steelers, the Steelers are going to lose their next two games. I'll be shocked if they beat the Patriots. would be Patriots. shocked if they win their next two. If they win yeah. their next two and beat the Patriots and the Saints. That's what it's called. I'll to. be shocked. This was a team that was running away with the AFC North. Yeah. And are they going to play themselves out of the playoffs here? It's, 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 it was unfathomable not long ago. <laughs> Shoot, it was unfathomable being in the stadium with the lead they had on the Chargers at halftime. I thought that was over. Yeah. And this is a team that's pursuing a, a first-round bye, if not the number one overall seat in the AFC. And wow. it's just been a mess. But to me, the the Roethlisberger thing was just bizarrely handled. I, I did not, I did not understand that at all. That yeah. was my takeaway. And, and hats off to the Raiders. Sure. Uh, I mean, that's uh, they, they've showed they're competing. They uh, were tight with Kansas City. Yeah. They go out and beat the the Pittsburgh Steelers. And all you can do is look at that and say, man, they have fought so hard uh, for these three wins. And then you just try and think, man, if Amari Cooper playing like this, and and if Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack playing, playing like, like that. This, <laughs> <laughs> How, where is this team? You know, I don't know. Uh, there are at least two more wins. Yeah. Now they're they're winning games and, and hurting their draft position. So I don't know if the Raider fans are even excited about this. And but. just for the sake of clarity, week 15, they get the, the Steelers get the Patriots at home. Yep. And then, then they go on 16 the in New Orleans. Man, that's going to be tough. Yeah, the only thing you can hope for is that the Saints have clinched. And, yeah. And maybe they're sitting some players. But I, I don't – the way that's weeks, going. Though, yeah. saying, I'm not going to sit that's, guys for two weeks. It's not working. Uh, wow. Okay. Right. Get to the next takeaway here, right? Here we go. One championship down, two to go for the Saints. Handed off to Ingram up the middle. He finds a gap, breaks another tackle across the five, reaches across the goal line. Touchdown, Mark Ingram. As in, the Saints are NFC South champs, but are they NFC champs and are they even Super Bowl champs? All right, look, they're the one seed in the NFC now after the Rams lost. But you can look at this two ways, right? Uh, you, they came back in the second half to win a division game on the road, which you know isn't always an easy thing to do no matter who you're playing. Yeah. They came back from adversity. All first half, the Bucks had their number. And even at the start of the second half, Breeze is strip-sacked on their first possession of the second half, but they come back, they keep grinding, and I think the biggest sub-takeaway here is defense can in fact save the day for the Saints when all too often it's been the other way around. So that's the thing. The other way to look at it is, though, for the second straight week, something's been off with their offense. Cowboys, good defense, got to them. The Bucks have got to them here, barely 200 yards passing for Drew Brees. Does that make you worry a little bit moving forward? I'll tell you what's interesting. I just did a little math here. It was difficult. I had to use a calculator because I'm not very good at I know. it. So the last three games yeah. for the Saints – Drew Brees has thrown for 499 yards combined. He can do that in one game. In the first game of the season, Drew Brees threw for 439 yards. <laughs> there you go. Right. So, yeah, this is not they, – they, you know, you can look at it and say, okay, they're, they're finding a way. They've won two of the three of those games. 
Um, but, man, offensively, they are not what they were early in the season. And this is not the time when you want that to be the case. No question. You think you'd be kind of taken off right now. Yep. But, again, I come back to what I said about the Bears. The thing that I like about these Saints is that they, they do have different ways to get it done. And they've shown now we've seen them win in shootouts and we've seen them be explosive there. Now we've seen the defense led by Davenport and Cam Jordan coming off the edge generate some pressure and find a way to get that done. So uh, that would be the encouraging side of it. But, man, they are not uh, – we're not clicking on all cylinders, to say no, the least. No, and that that's at least just a, gives you a little bit of pause moving forward for the Saints. All right, Candid makes it convenient, affordable, and easy to straighten your teeth. Candid's clear aligners are sent directly to your home and customized specifically for you to fix and straighten your teeth. Use their at-home modeling kit and then send back your impressions and some photos. Candid's network of highly trained orthodontists will then review your specific case and provide you with a 3D preview of what your treatment will look like. So after you receive your 3D preview, you decide if you want to move forward or not. You can also talk to a real person at any time if you have questions. They'll even set up a video call to walk you through the modeling process. Candid's treatment takes an average of six months and costs 65% less than braces. It will literally save you thousands. You're one step away from getting straighter teeth and whiter teeth. Take advantage of Candid's risk-free modeling kit guarantee and go to candidco.com slash sticks to save 25% on your modeling kit. That's candidco.com slash sticks to get 25% off the pricing of your modeling kit. Candidco.com slash sticks. Okay. All right, let's keep it moving here. Number uh, six on the takeaway. What a miracle down in Miami. Tannehill throws down the middle, caught by Stills. Laterals back to Butler, or rather Parker, who flips it to Drake. He runs across the 40 of New England, angling inside oh, to the 30. 25, 20, 15. Teddy's going to win the foot race to the end zone. The Dolphins are going to win it on the lateral. Once, then twice, and Drake takes it in. And the Patriots stand stunned in disbelief. All right, the only thing, I'm not a big fan of taking the Lord's name in vain. Right, in the I hear you. I'm not a fan of that. But, but, That's Scott Solak, by the way, Yeah, former Patriots quarterback on the Patriots call. He saw it. He yeah. saw that happening. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Nobody's going for the guy with the ball. <laughs> we watched it on tape this morning, and, you know, that was – the funniest part about it, as you pointed out, Patriots fans were leaving the stadium. Yeah. And you know who was you – know, the one Patriots fan you could really see was wearing an 87 jersey. You kind of wish he would have left the <laughs> yeah, building. Yeah, you didn't want to see that. You don't want to see your guy in that position. Because you don't. You would have rather not have Gronk out there. There were so many people you – know, you know what it reminded me of? Uh, uh, when you're on a, a fast break in basketball and you're coming down, say it's like a, like a, a three-on-two or whatever, three-on-one, yeah. and you have – you're dribbling the ball and all of a sudden – they're anticipating pass, and they just both sprint out to yeah. the wings, and you're like, uh, I guess I'll just take it to the bucket. Great analogy. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. Uh, and they were all playing the pass instead of playing the ball. Yeah, Kenyon Drake. I mean, he broke a tackle, which was nice. Kyle Van Noy, I think it was. Yeah, it was, was on the sideline. Yeah, that was the, that one. the real rub. Great block by Ted Larson yeah. on it as Circle well. Back. So the the one thing you obviously is you don't understand is why is Gronk in there on a play where they knew they're they so far away for, they can't get it that far. But why America. do you even take out your best defender in Devin McCourty even in that situation at all? It felt, you know, it felt like it felt like the kick six. It yeah. felt like the Auburn, Auburn play Alabama, where there yeah. wasn't enough speed on the field at that point in time. And your last line of defense, you know, yes. looking at a hail mary situation, you want size at the last line of defense. You know, size, length, ball skills. That's great. In a situation like this, in a scramble, mad scramble, um, you need speed. And and they just – there was no speed in the last line of defense. None. 
Yeah, so just to give you some notes from our guy Mike Giardi, who was on the field in the end zone where that play was. Saw scored. him on the video. Saw him on the video, yeah. He said uh, Miami calls the play Boise. Uh, Tannehill said they ripped it off from Boise State in the 2007 boy, uh, Fiesta Bowl. Uh, they practice it weekly. Um, they did it without the offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ted Larson had a block that, may, you know, if he doesn't make the block, maybe that thing doesn't happen. Um, and then Patriot safety Duran Harmon said they knew it wasn't going to be a Hail Mary, which again begs the question, why, why is Gronk out there? So, uh, look, I can go back. This is uh, when I was in high school, Rhett. Yeah. Uh, we scored twice on a play, which we called at the end of half play, we called it a double Dover. So a Dover was a deep and over, right? So basically a d- sure. So you just have digs at different levels. So yeah. you throw the deep dig coming right to left, and you have underneath dig come underneath him, catch him. And we they were able to catch it in one motion, catch it, and flip it back the other way and wheel out the back door. We scored twice on that thing at the, end, at the end of the half when I was in high school. But the thing that was crazy about it is they – That was poorly executed. It was not. <laughs> he wanted to catch it and flip it. He couldn't. So he had to gather himself and then made a nice little option pitch right? to get it back to him. But, uh, man, it was uh, – it was great. It was great reaction and instincts by the Dolphins, and uh, yeah. just you know, you say exact opposite for the Patriots. There was actually better execution of that play in the Pittsburgh Oakland game. Yeah, with James Washington catching and making a beautiful, perfectly timed pitch to Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. that actually got the Steelers in position for a game-tying field goal at the end, which uh, Boswell Chris Boswell slipped. completely yeah. botched. Yeah. So, uh, you know that. Look, it it just goes to show you, man. You cannot can't leave early if you're a fan. You no know? question. And the the great the other great thing was watching the guy, the Dolphins guy in the, the end zone scramble guy. for the flag. <laughs> Get it up! It's so good. Get it up! He's uh, he grabs oh. the flag not by like the stick, but by the actual flag, trying to yeah. pick it up to get it to start waving that thing. It was a great effort on his part. All right, what's the next takeaway? Mayfield one twenty six point nine requesting permission for flyby. Baker's got the snap. He's up in the pocket. He's looking left. Down the field. Firing. He's going for Landry. Down by the end zone. A toppling catch for a touchdown. What a catch by Landry. So you caught that 126.9, right? That was his passer rating. There you go. Yeah, I got that. I see what you did So there. wait, what's the tower guy say when he does actually approve a flyby? Like, does he say, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, I, I uh, permission, 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 it, permission granted. Yeah, I guess. All right, look, we've made too much of the whole dangerous stuff, right? It's uh, it's overplayed, but that deep ball that he throws Beautiful. is in fact dangerous. He had the sixty-six yarder for, to Brashad Perryman, which should have gone for a touchdown. Perryman kind of lost his balance. Sixty-three yards in the air when I went back and watched that on tape. Sixty-three, 63 in, the in the air. The one to Landry, I believe, was fifty-five in the air. So to me, I'll take and the six point yeah. accurate. I'll take the sixty-three in the air on a dime. Rather than 83 in the air or whatever Josh Allen can give you if it doesn't get – is if it isn't accurate. Yeah. Right? I mean, so he – all that talk about him, the self-proclaimed most accurate quarterback in this draft, I mean, it's hard to argue with that can't, right can't now. Can't argue DJ. against it. 66-yarder, a 51-yarder to Landry that was a butte in the end zone that does go for the touchdown. And uh, look, I mean – he has proven himself more than worthy as the number one pick right now. One of the things that's interesting comparing him and Mahomes, obviously okay. both there at Texas Tech, and um, we've seen them both have wild success here. Um, you know, obviously Mayfield at Tech before he transferred, but they generate. And I would even say this to a lesser degree about Sam Darnold: the the torque they generate from their lower body is incredible. I mean, incredible. 
um, and uh, you know don't have to have their feet even on the ground. They can just get so much hip torque uh, to generate just ridiculous uh, velocity and distance, and and the accuracy does not suffer as well. But it's it's fun to watch. I know one thing: if you're a Browns fan, you know we we've laid out the scenario of how they could they possibly win this division and get into the postseason. But even if that doesn't happen, I know one thing: this is uh this is something you're fighting for tickets to watch this team next year going forward in the future. Oh, no question. This is a fun team to watch without without a doubt. And and I think John Dorsey's got some. Um, got some resources disposal in terms of money and draft picks. They're gonna. This team's just starting. They're gonna get yeah. better and better. This is gonna be a team you have to worry about for a long time. Uh, by the way, the Panthers have lost five in a row. Yeah, I didn't want to go there. It's just mean at this point in time. Man, this is a team. McCaffrey's that, you know, been a, a silver he's been a lining. Stud. That's about he's it. Been a stud. You know, it makes you wonder. You know, what's the what's the long term viability of this team and and well that coaching staff for sure. But we'll get to that uh, when the time comes. Uh, do you want to get us to takeaway number eight? Yeah, let's go super duper Cooper. Woo! And Prescott in the gun. They look like they're going to blitz. Here comes everybody. Slant in the direction. Cooper caught it on the bounce. Off the defender. Cooper walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Cooper. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game besides the ball bouncing off a defender into Amari Cooper's hands and him walking in for the winning score? How else? How else? There you go. I mean, a couple of these games now I'm looking through since he was acquired. Uh, he had a 10-catch game for 75 yards. Okay, not a lot of yards there, but 9 for 180. And then and then sprinkles this one in 13 for 217, three touchdowns. He's got six touchdowns since he was acquired uh, by the Dallas Cowboys. And I'll tell you, look, I didn't see that same burst uh, yeah. that, that we're seeing now in Dallas. I did not see that uh, when he was with the Oakland Raiders. He had one touchdown through, what, two, four uh, six, seven games or whatever with uh, uh, with Oakland before this trade. And, man, he looks like a different player. And the Cowboys look smart for making this move. And the division is theirs. I will say there were a couple goofy calls in this game, uh, including the, the fumble on the on the yeah. kickoff. But other than that, um, they found a way to get it done. I, I don't – you know, the defense was – it was kind of a tale of two halves here because you had the defense uh, for both teams really played well early. And offenses couldn't really get going, and there were turnovers from the Cowboys, and then all of a sudden, both offenses started to get rolling there in the second half. Yeah, I mean, this was a nine nothing game, yeah. six nothing game at the half, six nothing. And, and again, you know, Philly's offense—it's—it's it's just been lacking. No question. The first quarter, I think now it is ten of thirteen games. They didn't score a point in the first quarter. Now, the, the the interesting thing about the Eagles is they have a track record. Now, it is—I I, like—I say it's like a WD forty issue. Because they cannot get the door open to start the game. <laughs> right. And then once they get the door open, they can't close it. Right. So offensively, they're terrible early. Defensively, they can't finish out a game. So, I mean, that, that is, uh, you know, you talk about team football and, and, you know, complimentary football, I guess is a popular term. Yeah. Not happening in Philadelphia. Well, and the thing, look, the Cowboys have, as you mentioned, got the nice bounce on the uh, Russell Douglas defense of the yeah. Cooper game winning touchdown. But I'll say on that last, uh, in that overtime, and at the end of that game, Jim Schwartz was just bringing the house down yeah. with the with the blitzes, and Dak Prescott found a way to make plays with guys in his face and make some big throws when the threw Cowboys the ball really fifty four times. I, you just don't see that. No, Zeke had twelve catches on thirteen targets, uh, and, and Amari Cooper was really efficient in the in the catch to target ratio as well. I look, they're they're a real deal right now. Defense. You know, to complement an offense that, look, I don't think we're going to see Dak throw it 
not 54 times or throw probably for over 350 uh, again the rest of the season. But if he can do it, you know, call upon it when needed. Yeah, we'll see what yeah. happens. I, I know one thing that pretty much effectively ended the the Eagles season. Yeah, and the Cowboys are in great shape there, right? inside that division. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this Cowboys team. You know, Cowboys built on defense. Bears built on defense. You kind of have a little juxtaposition there between the offensive teams with the Saints and the Rams, and the defensive right. teams with the Bears and the Cowboys. And we are going to have that discussion on the aftermath today. Does defense truly win championships? But you do have the outlier being the Chiefs getting the win over the number one defense in Baltimore. Um, uh, in KC. Something to talk this about. Week. Something to talk about. All right, what's next? Takeaway number nine with each win. Oh, wait. No, let's just see week 13, takeaway number five. Second and eight from the 11. Play fake to Gallman. Throws one right. Completes it for Shepard of the touchdown. Sterling has one. Now Russell Shepard has a touchdown. On a little boot action by Manning. Uh, so, if you go back to last week, the takeaway was, with each win, the Giants' season becomes more frustrating. Asking a lot of the audience there, Matt. <laughs> I am. You really are. Yeah, just go back, look that up, give that another listen. <laughs> uh, and so, I, I just, you know, I keep seeing things that make me believe what I thought earlier in the season, that the Giants could have and should have been a much better football team. They have figured it out a little bit. So, They've won four or five. They won four or five. 40 points without Odell Beckham. Yes, I know there was a defensive touchdown in this game, and they were playing against a beleaguered Redskins team that has just thrown in the They've fallen apart. Mark Sanchez was just awful. Yeah. And, you know, Josh Johnson was a little bit better, but that's not the point. The point here, during this four or five win streak here, Saquon Barkley has carried the ball 20-plus times three times, which are the only three times of the season. And he, sh- he would have carried it more you than didn't have to. this week. He didn't out. have to. It was yeah. 170 yards on just 14 His backup carries. got the same number of carries he did. Right. So that's, I you know, um, it makes you just go, why? Where was this before? What what is happened now that they've figured it out? It's just frustrating knowing what could have and should have been. No. It's, uh, it's a talented offense, no doubt. And they, they're also able to get a pass rush going in this game. Yeah. 40 uh, without Odell. Or, yeah. <laughs> go 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 figure. Both Shepherd score. Just I mean, destroying their draft stock <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, five and eight right they now. They are they are out of the top five. It's it's a it's a thing. It's frustrating, right. I can finish imagine. This up? All right, last one here. Uh I thought it was a big moment. A big drive and a in look, in the in terms of the playoff standing, not a big win, but in terms of the future of the organization, I did think what Sam Darnold did was pretty big. Empty backfield five wide for Darnold on third down and a long five inside the 10. He drops back to throw, looks over the middle, flushed out of the pocket, rolling right, extends the play, pivots back to his left, still scrambling, gets to the 15-yard line, hurls one into the end zone, it's caught, touchdown, Robbie Anderson, what a play by Sam Darnold. He channeled his inner friend Tarkenton, scrambling right, (laughs) curling back to the left, and finding Anderson for a score. I think they said he traveled, what, 48 yards yeah. on that? And on was, a bum foot? Yeah, on a bad foot. And I think, you know, you listened. I, I, I read a bunch of the quotes before I even watched the tape, and um, you could tell he's kind of won over this locker room. And I know this team is not any good. They're 4-9. He's, he's missed some games due to injury. But coming back, kind of toughing it out through this foot injury, and you, you, we watched yeah. it this morning on tape. You could see him hobbling out there. Um, but I thought a nice, tough, gritty performance by Sam Donald. Made some big-time throws. Like he had the one bonehead interception. He's got to find a way to, to kind of eliminate that from his game. But I think there's a lot of positives to take away if you're a Jets fan. He's, he's going to be just fine. He is going to be their quarterback for a very long time. And I saw some good things from him. Very sudden, very twitched up. Yeah. One of the things I, I really liked about him. And 
with with Chris Herndon. I think that's going to be a guy you can develop with him going forward. They have got to find some help for him along that offensive line in the offseason. That is going to be priority number one. Maybe fold ask for five new cards on that one. Yeah, yeah, you might. They they could use an upgrade across the board up front. But I just thought it was fun watching him and Josh Allen, the two rookies, go out there. And Josh Allen running around as he's done for the last several weeks and, and making plays with his legs. Decision-making and accuracy were the questions uh, in the run-up to the draft. I think those are still very much uh, in play, um, something he needs to work on uh, for them to be consistent. I don't think you can consistently win games with just him running around like that. He's got to be a little bit better uh, throwing the football. Third, but but it was third, fun yeah. to watch two young guys. It was. It was. In, in fact, they both made a similar mistake. I mean, you're rolling out of bounds. You throw back into the field to play. The, the Pat Mahomes. Only Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes allowed to pull that, that off. Throw. Only yeah. one. And look, Allen now three games in a row with at least 99 rush yards. On nine attempts, he had 101 today. I mean, like that's a that's a pretty hefty clip there, and he's actually built to kind of take that punishment. Although you'd rather not see it, uh, yeah, you just you'd like to see the accuracy uh, come up a bit on that one. Darnold uh, doubled him up in passer rating on this one. All right, I'm just looking this up. Josh Allen is among rookies. He's the sixth leading rusher among rookies. Total, not Four, just, yeah. That's 490 not yards, averaging 7.4 yards. That's more carried. than Lamar Jackson. He's right? just behind. Yes, yeah. he is. He's yeah. only behind Barkley, Philip Lindsay, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, Carryon Johnson. And he is. Uh, he's right behind the, that. And group. he's missed three games. He missed some time. Yeah. You no, know, he wasn't starting at the beginning of the year. Right. Um, you have. Uh, he's ahead of guys like Royce Freeman, uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Adams, Rashad Penny. <laughs> uh, on and on and on and on and on. So uh, anyway, he does give a spark. I mean, it's He's fun. It's fun. It's to fun watch. to watch. Yeah. It's not. I don't. You know. I don't think it's a sustainable way to consistently win football games with this formula. But right now, they don't have a whole lot. He's a one-man band, and well, he's, he's look, keeping them competitive. You got Robert Foster, Isaiah McKenzie, Deontay Thompson. Not a great group. Zay Jones. You know, has proven he can play a little bit this year. We've seen him have some flashes, which is encouraging. But I mean, I, look, Lashawn McCoy had two carries for he got hurt. Yeah, you know, they, they it'll be it's going to be fun to watch those two organizations. Which one gets better? Uh, gets better faster. Which one gets you know get, becomes a force in that division faster? Wow, that's a great question. Um, you know what I I, I am You're such, sold on I, the faster development of Darnold. I think Darnold's ahead. I mean, just watch Darnold work through progressions, and he's just further advanced. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's further advanced than both of them. Uh, but I think Darnold is closer to Mayfield than he is to Allen in terms of his advancement, yeah. as a, in terms of processing and, and working through reads and things like that. So actually, I think that's yeah. going to give him a leg up. And I also think I am such a Jamal Adams fan, and Me I too. believe in some of that talent they have on the defensive side of the ball that I think they've got a shot. I bet that if you did the roster building exercise on these two teams, you would come up with very similar equations in terms of playmakers, in terms yeah. of you know edge rushers, play callers. Well. Yeah, that's going to be a challenge. I mean, I think yeah. we probably have a new coaching staff uh, with it, the Jets at least. Jets, so right. see but what the, they can but do. But the Bills are there. Yeah, they're, they're there, kind of building this thing. Hopefully for the long haul. But that that'll be a fun one to watch. Kind of how these two teams regroup, these franchises regroup. No doubt. All right. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Uh, aftermath, three o'clock Eastern time. If this pod gets out before that, so come come hang on. Questionable. Maybe, Questionable. maybe. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not. DVR, DVR for next if not, week. We'll see you next week. Set yeah. that. Set that DVR. 3 p.m. Eastern time every Monday. All right. We'll have some videos popping up too. NFL.com slash MTS video or YouTube.com uh, slash NFL. Appreciate you guys uh, downloading and listening to the pod. Bucky will be back for two more pods uh, this week as we preview a fun Thursday night game. Going to have uh, Matt Money Smith, my partner with the Chargers, on their broadcast on to preview that big game between the Chiefs and the Chargers and much more to get to here on Move the Six. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.
Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.